And then I found myself as if I were, my cup were filled in this presence. My capacity had been reached. I found myself on the other side of this light. And I could perceive now in a more physical sense a kingdom of light. And I could see that there was a river running between from where I was and this wonderful kingdom of light. And I could see that there were many people. It was populated by tremendous numbers of people. And I knew each and every one of them intimately. And I loved them all dearly. And they were waiting for me. And they were welcoming me. And they were busy. And they were working. And they were learning. And they were very much involved with, with us on this plane of existence. In that plane of existence. And I was very happy to see this wonderful and beautiful welcoming home to me and there was a man standing at the edge of this kingdom and he was welcoming me come home and I began to be moved again by my love by my excitement by my joy and my rapture and my attraction for this kingdom I found myself standing in an absolutely beautiful green meadow and I knew what was going on I knew again who I was that I had died um, my amnesia period was over with and I stood there in this gorgeous meadow and I remember that the light was different from the light here on earth although it was not that that brilliant white light in which I was involved but it was a more beautiful light um, there was a goldenness to this light and I remember the sky was very blue I don't recall seeing the Sun um, the colors were extraordinary the green of the meadow was fantastic there were flowers blooming all around and the flowers had colors that I had never seen before. And I, you know, I was very aware that I had never seen these colors before, and I was very excited about it. And, you know, I was just standing here thinking, oh my gosh, I've never seen these colors before. And I thought I'd seen all the colors. And I was thrilled to death. The beauty was incredible. And in addition to the fantastic colors, I could see a soft light glowing inside every living thing you know it was not a, a light that was reflected from an outside uh, source you could always tell that it was coming from somewhere in the center of this growing thing this flower this leaf whatever just this beautiful soft light and I think that I was seeing the life inside of everything and when I had finished more or less uh, looking at this exquisite beauty I started to walk and I had only taken a, a few steps before I saw that there was in front of me um, a hill it was a rather low hill and it seemed that immediately I was there on top of the hill now I don't know whether I was able to just glide there very quickly and effortlessly or whether I only had to think that I wanted to be there and I was there. What I do remember is that I did not have to climb the hill. There was no effort involved in this. And as I 
found myself um, at the top of the hill. I saw that over on the horizon and just a little bit lower than the horizon, there was a city. And I realized in some way that this was more than just a city, that what I was seeing over there actually represented a world. And I wondered, is that the world that I just came from or the one that I'm going to? We went through these places that became like mountain ranges. And we came into a place where I could see cities of light, like, like in a fall evening, and in a misty morning, you see the lights from the house radiate from a mountainside. That's what it was like. And as we moved into this city, I was aware of energies that I've never conceived of. I could conceive of a single drop of water, and then I could conceive of its molecular structure. Then I could conceive of that drop of water being the ocean, and as if it was single drops, or if it was the entire ocean. Mm -hmm. And then I can conceive as if there was everything in it which is so wild when you understand the might and range you have as a spiritual being. And the first thing I was thinking was, why in the world would I have ever wanted a human life? It was a building that was literally built of light. It was like it was made of glass and plexiglass brick when each had its own energy form and its own nucleus and it radiated. And the energy that it produced was far greater than the building itself. I then felt this powerful current coming at me from the left. If, like a river, a forceful river coming at me. And for, but I didn't want to take my attention off of God. But this river came at me and it came right up through my shoulder. And it was a river of music. The most amazing music. Um, I'm guessing it was the sound of everything in the universe, each making its own perfect note. Um, that's what I'm guessing. I don't know what it was made of, but it was glorious. And it entered my body and I realized I was the music and the music was me. Every cell of my body was music. And the music took on a round shape and colors that were hollow and bubbled up like champagne. And every single one of those bubbles was pure ecstasy. And I was that. And that was me. And the force of this river turned me. And it faced me to the right. And it was this moment that I realized that I was made of light. It was like a dress. I didn't have feet. Didn't need feet. I was floating. And it pushed me in this direction. And before me, I saw a temple. And before, in that temple was set in, in like a park. And there were other beings of light in the park. And the other beings of light and I were literally and figuratively transparent. We knew each other's hearts. We knew each other's minds. We were one with each other. And we were separate. And that's when I learned that life is a paradox. Uh, par paradox. A par par paradox. That's it. Everything is a paradox. And if you can get that truth through your mind, it's sort of like you only get to be perfect when you give up perfection. Um, I was 
I was separate from the people I was totally connected to. And they knew that I had a purpose to be there. And they knew every thought I had and every feeling I had and greeted me. And as I floated towards this temple, they also left me to be on my path, going to where I was supposed to go. And so I drifted by them and I went up and there were these steps not unlike these very low to the ground, very wide, very deep, and columns. And there was this temple building, and I was obsessed with the stone in the left-hand corner. You might call it the foundation stone. I don't know why. And it was about the width of three chairs, and probably the depth of the first row to the second row, and the height of the chairs, and it was made out of light, and there was no substance to it, and I couldn't see through it. And I, I couldn't understand that. And so I, I forgot to mention that as I was floating, I had the sense that I knew everything. I can't tell you what that was. If I could, I'd write the book. But I did know that I knew everything. But I could also ask questions. So I asked the question, what is this stone? And, and why is it made out of light that I can't see through it? And I was told that all of matter is light. The shape is light woven by thought. You could think of that as the blueprint that the architect might draw. And all of the substance is sound. Sound that causes the molecules to fill the form. And that is the nature of all matter. When I came to on the other side, I don't, there was no white light tunnel. There was no family greeting me. I didn't have that experience. But obviously I wasn't meant to be there permanently. I felt like I was kind of... I had a welcoming party there for me, and it was four gentlemen. The shortest one was about six foot five, the tallest one was about eight foot, and the other two were in between there. They were all dressed the exact same way, and they were this white kind of Roman garb, like a, like a robe, but not like a politician, more like a soldier off-duty. Uh, they were definitely more soldier in style than politician style, and that to me is a very important detail. Um, Definitely the tallest guy had like these kind of Roman straps or designs on his, his, I hate to call it a skirt, but kilt or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, and, and they were like brownish with gold tracing. Um, and then he had like a brown belt, like, I don't know if it was leather, but it looked leather-ish, let's say. Um, I was being shown around a town square in an environment I would call very heavenly. Basically, it appeared as though we're walking on a cloud, which is why I think it's really interesting that whenever people paint pictures or they talk about heaven, they talk about walking on a cloud or it's in the clouds. However, it was not a cloud. I'm going to explain. And I, I think this is really interesting because when I was there, there's a white light that fills the air. It, it, it's, it's almost like it has a texture to it because there's like a thickness, like a cloud. When you see something go deeper into a cloud, it begins to become harder to see. Well, in this environment, the light doesn't have a source. It's, there's not a sun in the sky. There's not lamps on the street. There's just light everywhere. And it comes, it seems to be coming from every direction or just hanging out in the air in a weird way. And 
when I was talking to these gentlemen, I couldn't even see their feet because the the light was so bright. It was you would just be blinded to their feet, and so I could imagine that if I tried to paint that, it would look like we were walking on a cloud, but we weren't walking on a cloud. There was a solid ground. Um, there was a mountain ridge in the background of the city that we were at, and when we finished our tour around this city, we stopped near a building, which I feel is a very significant building. So I'm going to describe it to you as best I can. It was about probably 60 feet, 70 feet tall or so, um, but I don't know how far away it was, so that's, that's what I felt it was. And on the far, if you're looking at it, on the far left side, I only saw the upper left corner of it because of the light and, and the distance between us. And what I saw kind of poking out was this corner. And it was a flat front and it was a flat roof. And it had this pillar that twisted. And at the top of the pillar that twisted, it had a very simple leaf design with olives. And at the bottom of the pillar, it had the exact same design again. I left my body. And what it felt like to me was I thought that I had collapsed and hit my bar, hit my chin on the bar because it seemed that I flew up in the air, straight up in the air. And um, it felt wonderful. And I forgot all about the nightclub and I forgot all about not being able to breathe. And I was in the blue open sky and I was shooting up and I thought, I'm gonna do a swan dive back. And so I curved my back and I did this beautiful overarching dive. And then below me, I saw was the ocean and it was blue and it just went to the horizons, which didn't worry me either. I did, as I was getting ready to dive in, I thought, I am coming from awful high. This could hurt. And I might go so deep I can't get to the surface. So I had a little, just the only fear I ever felt on the other side was like, this could be tricky. So I dive in, I'm under the water, it doesn't hurt at all. And I look up and I see the surface, it's beautiful, beautiful dappling surface. And I get to it, it's far away, but I get to it no problem, and I'm up. And then I look around and I see the shore and I wanna be there and I'm there, no problem, which doesn't seem weird. It doesn't seem weird that I wanna be somewhere and then I'm there. And then I'm on the beach and I look down and I see um, down maybe about 500 feet from me, there's a mesa coming up out of the beach, like everything else has been eroded away, but this mesa and this old house that's up on top of it. And I think, I know that house. That's something to do with me. So I want to get to it and I'm there. But when I get to it, instead of a mesa, it's this slimy rock and kind of gooey, like ooze all over it. But it didn't bother me. As I climbed it, I left my body. It's like my body didn't climb it with me, or I first became aware because I was so close to the rocks. And when I got to the door sill, I was right at the sill. So I go in and I remember I was traveling low over the floor and I could see it was all this old wood that had been pounded. And I knew it was by my ancestors. I knew all my ancestors. We all came through this same house and they had worn the wood over time to this fine powder. And I felt so honored to be there. I was so 
like it's my turn now and I'm in the old house. And uh, I felt they could see me. I felt they were proud of me. I could not see them. The one presence I sensed really strongly was my father's father. And he's the only one who died before I was born. I'd only seen his picture in my dad's closet. Um, but he was really glad I was there. And there was this picture window that overlooked the ocean and um, there had used to be a chair in front of it. I don't think the chair was still there, but I wanted to look out the window all my ancestors loved. I just knew they loved it so much. I did go to what I call home. I call it home. There was a rock and I remember sitting on that rock and there was a woman sitting beside me. I also remember a building, a cottage. She explained to me, she said, the cottage represents your existence, your total existence. She says, every line in the wood that you see represents your path in a lifetime. And everywhere I'd look around the cottage, I could see these lines that intersecting all over the place. And oh, this is so amazing. And I said, I created this? And she says, yes, you did. Is everything ever done is represented in that cottage. And I thought, wow, this is the most amazing thing. Now let me share with you some other things briefly that happened while I was there. I saw a beautiful temple of light. It was surrounded in gold. I could see gorgeous colors around it. And I could see through the temple that there were beings that were studying uh, in white robes and studying and learning, just like we would here. And they looked just like us. I could also see that there was a border of light and I knew I could not go past that place or I would like to be sucked into this wonderful light which was my true home and I could not come back here. Personality is a portion of a soul's energy temporarily in a human body. But the soul is vast, it goes beyond one personality and it's operating on many dimensions all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Now when the pre-birth planning is conducted, it's conducted in particular rooms in particular buildings. These are not physical buildings, they're not physical rooms. They're etheric, they're non-physical. They're created by consensual thought. In the non-physical realm that we come from, thought is literally creative and it manifests instantly. So the planning takes place by consensual thought. In other words, all the souls agree we will plan in a place that looks like this, that looks like a room in a building. Mm -hmm. And so that room and that building come into existence because of the thought. Now, I was totally unaware of all of this because I was instantly transported to a, another realm. I was suspended within this huge coliseum, and I was actually suspended in the air, in between these two massive columns. But the columns went, you know, miles and miles from either side, and the coliseum was behind me. There were stairs, like a thousand stairs that were coming up to this Colosseum. And the Colosseum was made of this brilliant light that I would explain. When you explain about the, the Colosseum that was there, which was made of light, but the light, is, it's, and it's so difficult to explain, it's so strange, but if you think about on the earthly realm, there's the infrared and ultraviolet light, but we can just see a tiny fraction of that. And then in this realm, it must have just exploded that I had that full range. And another way that I've explained it before is a pearl within an oyster. It's that beautiful white colour, but you can see that pink and purple within it. But just imagine going to that full spectrum of infrared and ultraviolet. It's just a magnificent colour that is just, it's comforting. It's almost like a liquid. You're in like in this water-filled flow of comfortness and 
It's the peace and the love and that unconditional love. People say it's like going home. To remember this in the detail that I had and the fact that I was obsessed with this place for months afterwards, I just could not get out of my head this incredible realm. But it's often, it's not, it's not what people say, it's how they make you feel. And that's what, what I felt up there is what made it so special. Now behind me as well, there were also these beams within the Colosseum. And again, this is very difficult to explain, but we were all just connected by this, it's like almost like a thread of light or love that everything was connected within this realm. And uh, so I just didn't have any uh, experience or heard of, I don't remember hearing a sermon uh, on heaven ever. Uh, so I had no preconceived concept of what to expect. But when I saw this wall, uh, I noticed the wall was uh, hugely thick. And it was translucent stones. It was made of stones that you could see through. And the, and the light was coming from that same source that I had seen at the distance. Uh, and I try to use uh, aviation distances because I kind of think that way, but I'm guessing that when I first saw the light and got close to the city, it was about 40 to 50 miles away. But now that I'm near the wall, it's about half that distance, I'm guessing, roughly, uh, using US miles, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. But uh, the, the wall was made of three outer layers of walls. They were literally uh, stair-stepping up mm -hmm. to the center top wall and then stair-stepping back. And it was about um, as thick as it was tall, around 200 feet, maybe a little more. Uh, so it was a very, very thick wall. And it was uh, greenish in color, clearly, with little... Uh, uh, hints of, uh, of blue and, and black, but primarily a green uh, wall. But through the base of the wall especially, uh, you could see this uh, extremely powerful light that illuminated through the stones and uh, almost every color of the rainbow would be represented, especially in the bottom. But there were bright multicolored buildings that were built just beautifully but orchestrated in a way that was balanced and harmonious to each other. No two were the same, no two homes were the same, three, four stories and taller. Very customized, but everything working toward complete and utter balance and order and harmony. And uh, of course there was other things to see and other things to, uh, to notice, but, but that was uh, tremendous, awesome. There's an even brighter ball of light, and it was it was just emanating this energy out over everything. And I realized, I, ah, oh, that's God. Look at that, unreal. It was just this magnificent ball of light. It, you just knew intrinsically that it was the life force of everything. And I saw this golden city way in the distance. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to head towards that city. I want to see what that's about. And the moment my consciousness went towards that city, my body just started to go. You weren't walking. You just started to move. You started to glide. I was like, where your, where your, where your consciousness. Sorry, where your attention flowed. Your where your where your 
where your attention went, it was like everything flowed that way. Everything. And I start moving towards this city quietly, just moving along, taking everything in. And as I'm passing trees, I'm looking at the birds in the trees, and they've got bright light. It doesn't matter. It's every every bird in every tree, their, 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 their singing was just... It was like angels. It was just unreal. The, the sounds were so incredible. It was unreal. The, the trickling of water down a river stream. Oh my God. It just was incredible. And there's light shining out of these, these all the animals, the birds. As I went past this, this tree, and some bushes, some deer came out from behind the bushes and they, oh my, they were looking at me. And they've got this bright golden light shining out of them. And it was like they knew me and I knew them. You could feel the consciousness, the oneness between the two, between us. And it was, it was, it was like you were communicating with them, but you weren't communicating with them, but you were communicating with them. You, they you knew them and they knew you and you just stop and you just look at them and they, they're not afraid of you in any way shape or form they just stood there and they just took you in so i carry on moving towards this beautiful city oh sorry the other thing that was mind-blowing about what rolled out in front of me i grew up in the the wairau valley of blenheim new zealand and what rolled out in front of me was the exact same Wairau Valley. This golden city was right up in the, the foothills, up towards an area called St. Arnold. But there was no man-made stuff. There was nothing man-made there. There was no streets, no roads, no homes. It's like it's the same realm, but different. It's like, it's like this it's like beyond this, it's like if a veil drops down, you can move into that realm. And it's, it's the same place. That's, that's the crazy thing about it. There's this all-encompassing sense of love and uh, joy. So they... Uh, greeted me and we communicated although not in English not with our mouths it, it was a form of communication that made me truly truly understand how God can speak to people of different languages and everyone understands them in their own language and so we traveled down this path and we didn't walk with our feet uh, we just moved and we just traveled. And we traveled into an area where there was a giant, giant uh, field of sorts that again was beautiful. But it was all colors and the sense of beauty was very intense. And there was this uh, large, dome and that again it doesn't sound quite right when I describe it in words but a, a dome that was 
brilliant. And that word is very overused, but it, it was shimmering and brilliant and beautiful and exploding with love. And the, we went through these beautiful pink and gold clouds. They were magnificent. The clouds were just lined with gold. You know, they were pink and fluffy and just absolutely the most magnificent things you've ever seen in your life. And so we were, we were moving very rapidly through these pink and gold clouds. And then we got to the end of the pink and gold clouds and there was this magnificent garden. And it was, and I, and I was kind of like, okay, and how did we get here? And what is this? And, and But I was in, just in the wow factor because the colors were so beautiful and there were flowers everywhere and I heard birds and, you know, there were animals and the, there was a stream and that stream sparkled like diamonds. It, the water was blue and just, it was so beautiful. Just at the entrance, I mean, this was, all of this was just at the entrance of the garden, this magnificent beauty. My brothers and I continued walking through the garden and I was noticing the, the landscapes and I saw some buildings. Um, and it was like, there was this beautiful city and in the middle of the city was this building that had a beautiful golden dome. It was huge. And there were other buildings on the outskirts of the city. So I'm standing in this garden, and there was also a field stone wall that had beautiful pink roses growing up and over the wall. And I know God put that there because I love pink roses. <laughs> so he puts this, you know, I'm seeing the... He's, gorgeous pink roses and, and then all these other flowers that are the reds are redder the pinks are pinker the yellows are yellower and it just everything was so beautiful so I could see these buildings on the outskirts of the city um, and there's a wall around the city and then the buildings on the outskirts of the city and I noticed um, houses I could see individual looked like homes, people's homes. And there was one that was like, it looked like it was on a um, hillside or a cliffside and there mm -hmm. was uh, like ocean. You could see the waves. And the house was like, I don't know, it was made out of some kind of stone that glistened, uh, it, uh, some kind of crystal or something. It was absolutely beautiful. And I saw another house that looked something like a, um, like an English cottage made of stone also. And there were the most beautiful gardens in the back part of the house and like in the backyard. There have roses everywhere, because I love roses, but I, so I zoom right in on the roses, you yeah. I saw buildings that had these beautiful healing pools and I was given the information that those were people who have died from traumatic deaths or very quick deaths and they don't know that they're dead. They are taken to places like that and they're gently brought to the awareness of what's happened. There are angels and mentors and teachers and loved ones who have passed on and that becomes their job to greet people that have come and you know that have just died and they greet you and they they get you acclimated to where you are and they they're very gentle about what they do you know and um, 
there's a, I saw a building and, and these buildings are like alabaster, you know, marble and they're magnificent. They were so beautiful. And I saw, it looked like a giant library. The walls were just lined with thousands and thousands of books for every subject you could possibly think of. And I know that there, and I saw um, schools there, but these are not schools of science like we have here. These are schools for spiritual growth. You can like go to spiritual college. <laughs> you know? Zwei Erscheinungen mir entgegen. Mm -hmm. 